So first story is coin shortages in the United States. Uh, if you've been out shopping recently, you may have noticed, and I noticed this only honestly by accident because I stumbled on a, a CVS. I had to pick up some shampoo and conditioner and you know you know when you hit like bottom of the barrel toiletries and you have oh, to do a run for everything <laughs> yes yes I, I i used the the extra travel sized shampoo for a little while until i ran yes. out of that just because i was like i'm not gonna i don't want to go buy more the backup of the backup was yes. being used. yeah yes. so uh i didn't really have time to schedule um yeah i basically was not being super proactive didn't schedule my like curbside pickup from any number of stores I could have shopped from. So instead, I just ran into CVS real quick with my mask, of course, social distancing, of course, and I had to pick up a few things and noticed as I was checking out, uh, there were signs all over the, uh, excuse me, all over the place saying coin shortages, uh, pay with exact change or pay with credit and debit card. Sorry, we can't do anything about this. Uh, and yeah, I had no idea this was happening, but uh, the rumors are true. The U.S., on top of everything else, is facing a shortage of coins. And uh, this didn't really become an issue until states and their respective business communities started reopening. Uh, and that's when businesses realized they were low on coins and the U.S. Mint wasn't going to be uh, of much immediate help. Uh, there had to be some other short-term solutions thought up. So Chairman Jerome Powell and Treasury Secretary uh, Steve Mnuchin, they received a letter from the National Grocers Association and the National Association of Convenience Stores recently expressing concern about said shortage of coins and demanding a restock, pointing out that cash in general represents, quote, more than one third of all funds transacted in person by U.S. Commer by U.S. consumers. Well, the uh, the eyes are not reading correctly. Today. <laughs> uh, let me let me read that again. Quote: More than one third of all funds transacted in person by U.S. consumers. End quote. Um, they also mentioned this is a large chunk of transactions made by low income working class people, and this is important to take into account as well. Uh, so, why are we having a coin shortage in the first place? Well, the answer is actually simpler than it sounds. Really, spending has slowed down, meaning circulation of coins uh, and the sort of natural flow from entity to entity has also slowed down. And because businesses have shuttered their doors, uh, there are less places to drop off your coins and there's just less spending in general. Uh, the U.S. Mint has also faced similar COVID cuts as the rest of the business world meaning they laid off staff mid-pandemic, and so now they are shorthanded to respond to the crisis. Uh, now that businesses are reopening, coin demand is exceeding supply, and that puts us exactly where we're at with you know, CVSs and HEBs and grocery stores and retailers of all kinds putting signs up saying, hey, we are low on coins. Uh, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell said the following, quote, with the partial closure of the economy, the flow of funds through the economy has stopped. We are working with the Mint and the Reserve Banks, and as the economy reopens, we are starting to see money move around again. Uh, so, yeah, this has prompted many grocery stores, like I said, to make signage. Uh, some of the ways that they're encouraging going about this is uh, different payment methods, like uh, contactless payment and rolling out uh, technology because of COVID as well, but it honestly, it, it plays into this coin shortage as well. Uh, rolling with the most convenient sort of um, 
integrated IoT payment possible, which is something like an Apple Pay or just sort of tapping your phone on on the sensor and paying that way, uh, or just using your credit card or paying with exact change. Uh, Texas grocery chain HEB, local shout out, had some unique tactics that uh, I wanted to share. I thought they were interesting. So they're approaching this coin shortage by asking their customers to donate spare change to charity. Specifically at the register, they can donate to Texas food banks and local nonprofits instead of getting that, uh, you know, that change back or asking for whatever, you know, 32 cents. Um, they're also putting change on gift cards, uh, which is an interesting idea. Um, they're taking coins or they're encouraging customers to take their coins to a Coinstar or local bank to kickstart circulation. Uh, they also rolled out contactless forms of payment, like I mentioned earlier. And then, you know, to put a pin in this before we move to commentary, in response to the shortage, the Fed created a U.S. coin task force. And this task force is supposed to address the slowed coin circulation and provide some recommendations for solutions by the end of July. And you can go online to... Uh, get a better look at what that task force is doing and who's on the task force. It was announced on July 10th. So Tyler, thoughts on this coin shortage? Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of disparate little takeaways here, uh, both uh, retailers' response to this and how they can get creative with it, uh, as well as some of, uh, you know, just some of the general thoughts on the future of cash payments in retail and, uh, you know, how viable cashless really is Moving forward, it's something that uh, gets talked about quite a bit and pontificated on as, ooh, is the, you know, is the future cashless? So um, let's start with the grocery store responses. Any thoughts there on how they're getting creative with encouraging customers in the short term to avoid asking for their change? Yeah, I think HEB's, um, you know, uh, they're unique tactics i think are are really creative and really um a, a good idea and you know credit to heb they've they've always tried to be more forward thinking with certain things than other grocery store chains i think heb please come to dallas i miss you in my life very very much um that's a you know just a personal call out to heb because i love them um but yeah, I, I think that they're um, that those ideas are certainly positive. You know, u utilizing Coinstar, you know, local banks, th things along those lines. I think is is good. But man, just I think when you, I think when you thought about okay, what are going to be the effects of a worldwide pandemic that shuts down a lot of stuff? I never would have gotten down, you know, on that flow chart all the way to shortage of coins. Um, and, and so that's that's one of the things that stands out about this to me is that there are all these unintended consequences, um, and maybe that's not the right way of putting it. There are all these uh, consequences that happen as a result of, um, you know, the economy kind of taking a hit as a result of everything going on with COVID-19, just not having that regular cash flow does mean that there are challenges when it comes to uh, to coins and, and things along those lines. I don't think we'll ever get to a day that is cashless. I just, at least in our lifetimes, I just I just don't see it happening. You know, you and I have both talked pretty extensively to David Barkley from Tidal. Um, yeah. And he has some really interesting statistics and some really... Uh, poignant evidence i think that really points to the idea that that cash is is probably always going to play a role in our society in one way or another that you know as much as we move towards apple pay or google pay or you know other contactless forms of of payment that there's always going to be a role for cash in our society and i think that this exemplifies that 
Yeah, and uh, you know, I love those conversations with David um, because yeah, he he's got a, a really storied and uh, unique perspective on the future of cash payments. I definitely encourage everyone to go find some of those David Barkley interviews on our website. His last name is spelled B-A-R-C-L-A-Y, Barclay. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I really don't think cashless is around the corner. Uh, I think mostly because it would have enough of an impact on uh, low-income working-class people that it, it just wouldn't be viable. Like, let's say all major retailers went cashless. Um, you know, that would that would cut out a, a huge portion of the customer base. And I don't even think the reasoning is egalitarian. You know, like, ah, we need to make sure that everyone has the same opportunities to be a consumer. Uh, like, I, I don't think it's that. I think it's just, you know, why would companies uh, cut out a major uh, chunk of their consumer base if that consumer base pays mostly with cash. Um, I think right now the operational and logistical challenges of managing cash uh, do not outweigh the uh, the benefits of right. you know, a- allowing cash to flow through your store and encourage uh, customers to pay with cash and you know retain their business. Um, I wish I had more immediate stats on this or a clearer memory of it, but um, you know there have been many attempts at going cashless uh, in different cities. So you know local cities have tried to roll out cashless initiatives and they fail miserably. Uh, there's a lot of complaints. Uh, retailers aren't really happy with it and. Customers definitely aren't happy with it if they can't pay with anything other than cash. Uh, and, you know, we have to be real about the fact that there are uh, many people that are underbanked or uh, completely unbanked, right? Meaning they, they don't have a savings account, they don't have a checking account, they operate solely on cash and they don't have that debit or credit card uh, to you know, purchase their groceries at Walmart or, uh, you know, whatever the case, you know, shop at 7-Eleven, like yeah. they're going to be using cash. And um, I I think it just highlights the, uh, you know, that, that even if cash is perceived moving forward as scary because it could be a COVID transmitter, which as we've refined our understanding of COVID, we've found that you know, if you get COVID by touching something, you know, it's it's uh, it's going to be the exception. Like you're mostly going to get COVID through air particulates. However, even with that stigma around cash, there are plenty of populations, demographics, just people in general that don't, uh, you know, don't have any other option and don't really care if cash is perceived as potentially now slightly more dangerous to handle because they mm-hmm. don't have any other options. So sorry, they're going to keep paying with cash. So yeah, I, I think this just highlights that um, you know, the, the place of cash will not be relinquished anytime soon. However, I do think there is a viable conversation around the place of coins and the, the worth of continuing to produce some of our smaller coins, specifically the penny, uh, how useful is it to still be transacting uh, down to the singular cent with individual coins? 
Um, and some of these uh, strategies of uh, donating spare change, you know, that's already been uh, in place in, in, you know, food spots like Panda Express, for example. You know, you can sort of uh, charge up and pay a little extra. Uh, you can do it at Walmart. You can do it at Target. You know, the donations are right there on the touch screen. Uh, but I, I think there could be some long-term viability in uh, siphoning some of that uh, change into local charities, uh, local food banks, uh, mostly for the strategic reason. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I think uh, even if cash doesn't phase out, retailers will still face some of the operational and logistical challenges of managing cash at scale, especially managing coins at scale. So if they strategically don't want to have to worry about that, but also don't want to just go cold turkey and cut cash out completely, I think some of these uh, more unique and creative incentives could be a good way to mitigate some of those challenges, encourage uh, you know something unique for their customers, and uh, honestly, create less of a nuisance for customers too, because mm-hmm. I often don't know what to do with all my coins. You know, I, I put them in different corners of the house and the car and then just stumble on the like just stumble on the corridor as I need it or the the dime the dime that's like in my back pocket of a pair of shorts I haven't worn in two years so whatever you know it's it's uh it's just interesting to see this dynamic change because of COVID and I really think it's setting up some potential long-term shifts however I don't think cash as a whole is going anywhere no, I, I agree with you entirely. I, I don't think cash as a whole is going anywhere. And I can think of specific examples of people in my life who refuse to use anything but cash. So as long as those people are around, cash cash isn't going anywhere. Uggerd. Uh, Uggerd, Mr. T. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries. 